Mention Ben Folds to most people and they'll probably try and awkwardly sing either Rocking the Suburbs or maybe Brick back to you. Imagine what it's like being Ben Folds himself. But mention Ben Folds to a true music nerd and they'll tell you about the acoustic version of Emmeline and how it was one of the first songs he was proud of writing or the fact that that wonderful, gentle love song the Luckiest was originally written for a scene in a teen movie called Loser, which incredibly ended up being cut. Whatever you do know about Ben Folds, I can guarantee you there is always more to find out. G'day, Ben Folds. Hello. You started out playing percussion. What did that mean for your yeah. piano playing? Well, I think it does a lot for, uh, well, it, 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 it made my style what it, what it is. Like, um, I do play drums on the piano to a degree, you know, like I love harmony and I love, I love melody and tone and all those things. But at the end of the day, my highest gear is always going to be, uh, percussive and a lot of great concert pianists, their, their gear when they're really pushing it, uh, has more to do with scales or arpeggios it has to do with the separation of notes where mine tends to be more like a drum solo so that's the main thing and i'm also a left-handed drummer which uh has contributed to my piano style quite a bit is this what you mean by i've read you describe it as learning music backwards do, do you think that that sort of allowed you to think and work outside the box more when it came to writing music I think I came to know at certain age that there was good value in seeing something from another angle. I kind of stayed outside the box and and once you enjoy success at a method and if 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 one is like, you know, if if you get struck down by um taking risks or by coming from another angle, then it just compounds reinforces the idea that we all need to get in line, but really if you start to win at it young, then you're like, oh, I'm just going to go break the law all the time. That's what I do. <laughs> and um, I'm not a rebel or, or, or not outwardly. I don't really have a lot to prove at this late juncture. I do think that there's so much more than, than what's in the, the immediate vision. You know, there's a lot in the periphery and a lot in the, the imagination. And, 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 and that, that's lucky. You mentioned that, you know, you have nothing to prove. And I read a recent interview where you said you're pretty much over releasing rock albums. You've more or less mm -hmm. devoted your life now to uh, what is usually the case for musicians uh, teaching. I mean, that's kind of yeah. like a side hustle to supplement their earnings until they can stop. But it's clearly something that you feel quite passionate about. In this documentary, My Name's Ben Folds, I Play Piano, you teach the audience how to sing and to harmonise. Mm -hmm. what, what is it about teaching others that really kind of floats your boat? Well, that's a good question, but it is just really, God, it sounds like such a cliche that it's, it's you know, it's enriching. <laughs> We're musical by nature. You know, I feel like I could just pretty much walk into a, y'all don't have Denny's over there in Australia, but. You uh, know, we have, we have the pancake a, parlor. It would be the cultural equivalent. Perfect. I could walk into a pancake parlor and I could pick five people and make an album. Or I could make a song with them. No, and, and, surely yeah, not. What if I was in that pancake parlor? I mean, I cannot sing. I cannot play. Could you, could you, you think. really teach someone as horrible at music like me how to sing and to play? I don't believe you, first of all. And, and, and after you were with me for a few minutes, you wouldn't believe you either. 
<laughs> and I think that that's the that's one important thing about it. And people say they're tone deaf, and I even know like you know neurologists, music neurologists who seem to would like to support you over me on these <laughs> on these arguments. So you might have science actually on your side, but I don't believe that they've got all the science yet. Everyone can do a thing. So you could talk for a little while. And if I needed to, I could just get you to repeat what you're saying, and that's your part. Or or you could thump the floor. But whatever you did, the, the, the thing to do is to find the thing that's most you, most interesting to you, and works within a musical context. And then that would and then that's how I would make the record. I mean, if if all you could do, if you were hopeless and all I could get you to do is just come in at the end of every four bars to go yeah boy that's it <laughs> then you're going to be part of the record and maybe someone else can actually play a beat so okay, we've got a little bit of a beat there's there's and and you it's about the ideas and the expressing the ideas you know i'm all for all the technique that someone can can put together but the technique is only there to express yeah you mentioned the neuroscience of it i was talking to an, an accomplished acclaimed singing teacher recently who said it's more about psychology than about neuroscience because I bet your bottom dollar that someone told you once that you weren't good at singing and you can't sort of right. divorce yourself from that. Do you find that with people? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do think that your, your singing uh, teaching friend is, is mostly right. And I, I think how, it's however you get there. I mean, the, the, the sciences do work together. I mean, you have a real, real world result, which is you can or you can't sing, you know. So uh, one could argue why it is. And, and you could watch the neuropaths, probably you could observe them engaging due to the work of a psychologist. They don't have to work against each other. But I think that, that, that the reason I brought neuroscience into it is, is just because in psychoacoustics, there's basically, you know, you've got little cilia uh, between your... Uh, your brain kind of as an interface in your ears that have to be uh, uh, developed and attuned to frequency, to, to turn that frequency into pitch. That's why the psychoacoustic part, because uh, it's actually a frequency, but we hear it as a pitch. So we hear it as an A, but it's actually 440 cycles of, of a sound wave. And... Um, some people can turn that 440 and detect it and perceive an A. Other people don't have the number of cilia registering for whatever reason to connect to the brain to do that. And it seems to be mostly something that you, that you cultivate. So somewhere in there, though, this breaks down for me because people cry and well up or respond to or want to dance or get angry to or are engaged by music that the neurologist is telling me they can't hear. Mm. And I think that's, that's the thing that I can't get my head past. They talk about, you know, the fact that babies hear music whilst in utero. I wonder what you heard whilst you were in your mother's stomach. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Well, you started tapping your foot you or something. Then. You must have started banging against the wall of the womb or something because your brain is different to my brain. Oh, well, it probably is actually measurably as well. Uh, a, a professional musician or a, an experienced musician actually uh, is, is something that a brain scientist could uh, determine by gray matter in certain areas of the brain. It's crazy. 
uh, that's the only pr profession that you can determine by the um, by the gray matter uh, because music um, implants itself all over your brain, activates all lobes, all all centers of the the, the brain, uh, while speech is you know like two very small, tiny peanut size areas. One is called the Broca's area. They're responsible for you know forming the words and also thinking the words and putting them together. It's very small. That's what we do all day long, and it's two little peanuts. Music. All over the brain lights up like a Christmas tree when you play music. Even for you, who you say that that you're not a musically talented person. So I think my issue is that if you're responding to it, and do you like music, right? I do. I particularly like this yeah. guy called Ben Folds. I don't know if you've heard. Of him. <laughs> well, thank you. But when you like when you're listening to it, you feel things, right? Yeah, of course. Sometimes. Well, I actually wanted well, to I mean, ask like, you about this of... because Emmeline yeah. is a song that really was very important to me at a really tough time oh, in my life. And it really, I don't know, I was just going through a lot and used to take long walks and listen to this acoustic version of Emmeline. And I've always wondered about, about the song, not really about the story, but about what it meant to you. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I was 17 or 18 when I wrote it. It was one of the first songs that I wrote that made sense. I was having a hard time finishing songs. I started them and I wouldn't finish them. And I said to my father, he's self-proclaimed like anti-musician. Like he just doesn't, he isn't music. I don't think he even thinks he likes to listen to it. He just doesn't think about music that much. And I said to him, I can't finish any songs. I've been trying so hard. I've been working on these songs. I can't finish. I can't finish. He goes, maybe you're not a songwriter. I was like, God, you're right. <laughs> Maybe I'm not. And he was right because I hadn't finished anything. And so it pissed me off so much that I went and finished Emmeline. And I, I, a friend of mine um, <clears throat> who was also a musician, I decided it was going to be a, a, a name, but I didn't know what the name was going to be. And so he's like, well, we looked through all those baby name books. I've got one <laughs> in my parents' house. And we flipped through it, and we found Emmeline. And he's like, I like that. You like that? I was like, I like that. Let's – I said, Emmeline. You know, I was – I think at that age I was thinking about being misunderstood, had a, a, a girlfriend that I felt like I understood and no one else did. And that's such a big part of being a kid is, you know, that's really what was I was thinking inside the song. But I also – decided to blow off the language that I was hearing in pop music at the time, which was very poetic, very waxy, kind of cliches, lots of cliches. Girl, we can't play this game no more. And I liked using the word stupid and money. Like, I enjoyed you. I, I, and I, I was like, this is what I want to do now. Hmm. I, want to put, I want to put crooked, angular, weird words in Pretty songs. And that was a big interest of mine. So, so for all of my desperate soul searching, wandering around in a desperate st a state around the streets of London, wondering who Emmeline was, and she was just someone's newborn in a book <laughs> that you found. That's where the name came from. And I had been, you know, to, to the real part of the experience was just feeling misunderstood, aligning myself with a girlfriend who was more misunderstood and just kind of slightly a, a little bit of a teenage misfit feeling. Yeah. And yeah. then you can I feel kind that. of imagined, I kind of added a little unknown just for my benefit, a racial angle to it. And I've never even really thought about that or even mentioned it, but I imagined that part of the misunderstanding and I'm from the South was that my girlfriend is black. 
which 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 isn't true in 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 this case hmm. but is the way i imagined it like so yeah you have absolutely proved my point, Ben, that every time uh, we hear an interview from you, we learn something new. I want to <laughs> say thank you. Thank you for your music. Uh, I've been a big fan oh, of yours for, for many years and I've seen you many times. Thank you so much for being my guest. Right on. Ben Folds has been my guest. The new documentary, My Name's Ben Folds, I Play Piano, directed by Scott Hick, will be played at the closing night of the Adelaide Film Festival on October 29. You've been listening to a podcast of The Drawing Room with me, Andy Park. For more great conversations, search for The Drawing Room on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.